The 30th? What is that? How many weeks in? That's four weeks into the new year, and we're back to what color on the wheel are we? Are we purple? Are we fuchsia? Oh, I have no idea. It's all it's all black to me. I got nothing. <laughs> Constant blackout. California, yep. I think, is to purple, which means bars are opening back up again. Restaurants are allowing outdoor seating. Uh, I, I assume bars are outdoor only as well until we have, we're blue, green. We'll go green till we're in the green. But uh, yeah, um, I haven't noticed a lot of bars shuttering or restaurants yet. So it seems that, uh, you know, after coming up on a year, restaurants and bars have uh, weathered the storm for the most part. You know, whether they've cut staff or not, I, I assume they have a lot. But it sounds yeah. it sounds crazy because people that work at... Uh, like bars specifically it's just like okay we're shut down or now like if you're not if they don't serve food literally people are literally getting calls like hey we're open the day of and then like if you want to work tonight you can we're like oh okay like no heads up no nothing but that's kind of the the motif of the uh the situation i guess it's just like well we're open when we can be and if not we're not but yeah, I, I didn't think a lot. It would be like a big thing when everyone announced because it was last night that it went into effect, right? Like, well, that's that was a, the first night. I have no idea because, like, I last Wednesday was. Uh, I thought it was last Wednesday that it officially started open, but like some places were like that. Uh, like the place across the street immediately had tables back out, and they were. Uh, I mean, cause I, that's the only difference between a lot of these places. If you're already set up for it, it's just like all right, we'll drag the tables out and put the umbrellas up because, like, we got to make money, and we've been yeah working in the red as it was. I just couldn't assume that, like, a lot of people would be like, oh, cool, they're open again. It's, it's still not safe, but I'll I'll still go out again. And I'm like, yeah, it's not going to change anything. And then I saw, like, on the news, there was, like, all these restaurants that were, like, packed. <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Because it seems like everyone's kind of on board. I'm like, yeah, I'm just just go sit outside yeah that's i mean that's a thing with uh the whole covid situation it's like we have had terrible terrible uh leadership we have ter- we've had terrible communication um you know there's been no real s- straight plan it's just like and to their credit like nobody knew that this was going to last a year or however long it's going to last so having a, a long term plan yeah. while and also- it's also Anything anyone tries to do, it will cause an uproar in people talking about their liberties being infringed upon. Exactly. So it like, seems like it's really hard to do anything. Right. In, it, in that stance. It's like having two parents who are going through a divorce and then the kid just like not listening to either one of them and just being like, oh, I'm not going to do that. And like trying to get the kids yeah. in order. And it's like, yeah. Granted, we've had terrible leadership that's sent mixed messages and just like stirred the pot for us to argue amongst ourselves or with masks or no masks or 
you know, going out does kill people or whatever. Uh, but we, the people, not you, Sean Burke, who has been just a gorgeous little boy holed up in his house all year and not at risk of spreading anything to anyone. Uh, but like a lot of the rest of us, you know, with, uh, you know, the a whole spectrum of how irresponsible we've been, we are to blame. Like the peop us people, boots on the ground, our little COVID soldiers, like s at some point you can't just be like, well, it's Newsom's fault. He's, he's up there on his ivory tower eating at, uh, private restaurants with all his, his boys or, you know, it's like, well, we're the yeah. ones out there fucking spreading it. Like we're the, we are the reason why it's getting anywhere. So not Sean Burke, we, the, ro the Royal me, me and yeah. people dirt bags like me. Yeah. It's like the little kid that is going through the divorce but the parents are like, well, buy me a dirt bike and I'll come live with you dad. And then the dad doesn't He's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, so, or he like scrapes his, he breaks his legs, and then blames the dad. It's like, why'd you let me do that? It's like I told yeah, you, it was a I'm bad living idea. with mom now. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's a, uh, yeah, it's kind of mind numbing. To the same point, like a new thing pops up, and more people complain about it. And I'm like, okay, we're not, we're not going anywhere. This is all the same thing over and over. Yeah, I, I mean, of of all generations to have something like this happen. I'm glad it's ours. I we deserve it. We are the biggest bunch of fucking babies, and it, like, yeah, we. I, I wish it hurt my like our age group and a little younger a little more directly, because <laughs> we deserve it. Like the amount of pissing and moaning. Maybe our parents' generation too, because it's like there. I mean, a lot of the the people, people uh, throwing fits about masks in Walmart and shit are. They seem to be in their fifties and sixties. So. If it could hit, you know, if I could have, if I could have crafted this as China did the the virus, you know, if I could have created no, it, it, it was Bill, it was Bill Gates and uh, it's 5G. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, where does he get most of the products for his computers? But China. So, like, clearly he's in, that's that's he, true. They're in cahoots, Sean. It's not, you know, yeah. it, this grand conspiracy isn't just black or white or red or blue. We we got to think of all the the parties involved and who benefits most. Uh, that's true. And, and don't go too deep with it because that's about the level that you get with people. They're like, well, it's Bill Gates. Well, why did he do it? Listen, because control. He wants to control people. Why? Exactly. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what Look he, into it. <laughs> it's like testing, Sean. The more you do it, the more you're going to fail. So if you test less, you're going to do better. So if just, if you don't think about things more than the headline, then we're going to be good. Just, Get the headline yeah. you like that reflects your personal values and your uh, your personal your favorite conspiracy, whatever that may be. Yeah. And uh, don't don't look any further than that. Like just figure out who you hate and who you want. Just read news articles from 2018 when the when the world was pure, and uh, there there's no problem. Yeah, exactly. We all need a boogeyman. That's all I'm saying. So like, just f find the one that fits all. Like, who do you hate? Straight white man. Pick. Oh, Bill Gates is a good one. If you hate uh, communists, go after uh, AOC. I don't know. It's it's all very silly, but at least we've got a lot of options. And now the bars are back and open, so that's that's fun. Yeah, that's true. And we haven't had a civil war yet, so that's uh. Yeah, I mean that's encouraging. Not yet. Uh, perhaps. Yeah. Not knock on wood. Yeah, I mean summer summer's more of a war wartime season. I, I'd think you know nobody wants to invade 
or uh, get out in the streets with their AR-15s when it's cold out. I mean, you, yeah, you can't you can't grab a trigger through a glove. So yeah, there's there's only only so much long sleeve real tree camo out there, and like you know, if, if it's hunting season, like you know, why 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 waste the bullets when you got mouths to feed and things yeah. to kill animals? Yeah, I mean, we're not you're not gonna have a civil war during the uh, football playoffs anyway. Like right. that doesn't make any sense. Unless the Buffalo Bills win, and then maybe I, I don't even know who's in. That's how in tune I am. <clears throat> yeah, isn't that Super Bowl Sunday coming up? Uh, yes, next Sunday. Right? Oh shit! Then we better do a Super Bowl Sunday extravaganza since we're so knowledgeable on football and such avid That's fans. True. That's very true. We will just get up and drink Coors Light at seven in the morning until it's over. That's that's the only way to do it. Yeah, I'm definitely of the uh, of the fan base that's way more interested in the like when Steve Herring's would uh, the Herring's would have their uh, Super Bowl parties. The party's way more fun than the game. Yeah, I think that's a, on on a whole that's that's the case. Just because like every Super Bowl party that I've been to, the actual game was a very small part of it. Yeah, it very, like, very secondary. Whereas, like you want yeah. you have a bachelor party, bachelor is very much at the center of it. It's, I mean, that's we, true. You have your wines and your mimosas and your claws and what have you, but I mean, we are listening and watching to the bachelor. Yeah. Well, um, I probably could have done what I, what I've liked recently is all. The, uh, I don't know what news station out here it is. I think it's like ABC, <clears throat> but they've been doing an ongoing series on uh, COVID party crackdowns because people are getting organized, as the people do, uh, online. They yeah. are, they're getting their ranks in order, and they are throwing these, like, not just, you know, having a couple people over, not, you know, just having having some boys in the backyard for some beers. People are throwing, like, giant fucking warehouse parties in the middle of a global pandemic. <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. I was looking at the numbers of like uh, police arrest like 185 people. <laughs> like that's like probably 165 more people at a party than I've ever been to. Yeah, I don't go to parties that big as it is. Like if 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 there wasn't a pandemic and these people like while COVID's going on are huddling into whatever fucking building they've found either abandoned or available for rent. Apparently they've been a uh, uh, they've been finding these venues uh, from they're they're renting them out under the guise that they're doing like video shoots or some sort of like uh, like photography production like at like you know some sort of production like that yeah yeah and, which is really intelligent like if you got to figure out a way to do that it's probably somebody that's already in the entertainment industry that like figured that out and they're trying to like because I, I assume you also have to pay to get into these parties so yeah I saw one. Uh, where they moved from Los Angeles to the Inland Empire because uh, the restrictions were so lower. And there was like a full-on health party of like 200 people there, and they were charging $50 uh, for girls to get in. So I can only imagine it's like $100 for dudes to get in. <laughs> and I'm like, you're at a mansion in the Inland Empire, like 30 miles from anything. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess that's one way to make money during it, but... 
Yeah. Inland Empire, like, doesn't that sound so much nicer than what that area is? If you were in, if you had never come out here and you were still in Detroit and you hear a part of California called Inland Empire, don't you think, like, hmm, that sounds sounds pretty nice? That but, sounds very majestic. Yeah. But it is none of those things. <laughs> it's it's not, it, an empire of dirt. Is what It's gross. It's full of, like, angry. It's, oh, what a... Terrible, terrible yeah. place. There, with some exceptions, of course. I mean, not to... Yeah, I, I, go, I haven't spent a ton of time through there. I just kind of drive through it, and I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't really want to come back here ever again, uh, but... Yeah, same. But uh, point being, well, good for them for, for being able to pivot on short notice and throw the party where uh, they're probably... The punitive damages are going to be uh, much less, but... Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, they, they all got arrested. <laughs> um, oh and uh yeah maybe i'll track down the footage but like the video like the news segments of these people getting escorted out of the, the parties and people just getting handcuffed outside and getting the the citations are terrific i fuck the people coming out of there a lot like there's a lot of like strippers and they just do not give a fuck they are not ashamed whatsoever they are dancing yeah. for the, the news cameras they are like angry and telling like they're fucking great people so <laughs> i saw i saw a few of them where it's like just the presence of a camera completely changes the person's demeanor because some like don't realize the camera's there and they're just walking out calmly and then they see the camera and they're like oh shit it's yeah. my 15 minutes let's yeah. do this time to turn it on follow me at yeah ask shake dot ask shake 420 yeah follow me at the nearest icu <laughs> Check me at a uh, county medical, but oh man, and a lot of them are stripper stripper. They're calling them stripper parties, which I mean, I guess if they're stripper, there that's what I would probably call them too. But uh, like the uh, my favorite part is seeing how they constructed an entire uh, stripper stage. Is there a word for that? No, I think it's just stripper stage. Yeah, they're, they're very specific. Yeah, with the pole and everything. Uh, and they yeah. they built them out of like your standard cubicle desks, so they just turned this like Lego structure of office desk into a whole stage for a strip show. And it, I'm like, yeah, how is this not already like this? Is, seems like a great uh, like angle on a strip club. Anyway, I've never like if they were all just like hot office ladies and they come out. <laughs> it's like yeah. You come get off a job at your, you know, your boring ass cubicle job, and then you can go have your fantasy at a an actual strip club. It's pretty great. Well, that's that's the bright spot of IKEA furniture. Is all you need is an Allen wrench, and you can kind of turn anything into anything. So that works out perfect. That is true. Swedish Legos. Yeah, I, I, I haven't been to any. No, not that I even would even again. I keep it pretty small, even in healthy times, but. Uh, like a music festival, maybe, but even that, I'm like, I think I've aged out of music music festivals. The idea of like paying a couple hundred bucks to go watch more than I I, I tap out after about the fourth band anyway. Like I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> there's just those those things are just too overwhelming anyway. You hear like seven bands that you want to see at the same time, and you're just kind of running around with it like a chicken with its head cut off, and you're like, yeah, this is too much. Yeah, absolutely. But like the last festival. I feel like I've been. 
I feel like I've been in training for this this part of quarantine for a couple of years, where the old man in me is just slowly coming to the front, where he's like, "No, we're done. We're done doing that. We're done waiting for this, and we're just staying home." Yeah, your your hermit uh, butterfly is is blossoming. He's he's been in the cocoon, and now he's coming out with his beautiful wings yeah. to just sit on the couch and enjoy himself and yell at the kids for playing in the yard. Yep, scream at people from my balcony to put on a mask. <laughs> where's your mask i'm just moving my car where's your mask but i still do it in like a really passive aggressive way where i'm like cool mask man that's oh, real cool oh i'm not wearing them they're like oh what like, oh, oh that's right <laughs> and then you just run back inside i run back inside shooting lysol where i've just been <laughs> you're just pig pen dragging a blanket but the cloud around you is a uh, is lysol yeah, I just had a I got a haircut for the first time since this like before quarantine and it was pretty odd. Uh, how how's your how are your locks looking? Are you are you a buzzer? Uh, I'm kind of a buzzer. I I just have a a set of clippers that I just shave my head every six weeks with. So that's I figure I don't see anybody, so I really don't need to keep up appearances. Well, you got a good head for a shaved head as it is, because like. My dad shaved his head uh, back in like May, and we have a, a similar build, and it's not—it's not a good look for our our build to shave our heads. It's like <laughs> it's just like a—it's a, like if you stubbed your thumb and then like drew hair at the top of it. It just doesn't look good. The uh, the way our neck hits our skull shape—it's just—I thought because I thought about shaving my head, and I'm like, mm, I don't want people to have to look at this <laughs> uh yeah this isn't a great look it's pretty much like the lowest possible rent uh terms for me where i'm just like yeah this looks all right for now whatever it doesn't matter <laughs> nothing matters oh which is you, oh you matter sean bright spot i forgot i hate i hate the barber I, I really, I n- I've never known how to describe, like, even going in now where I sort of have an idea, I'm just like, yeah, just give me the church boy haircut. And they're like, well, what, what, a, what's, what, but do you want one and a half or what do you, what do you want? I'm like, I don't, yeah, yes, yes, I would like one, ha- the one and a half, please. So I imagine like a lot of people are real specific. I'm probably the worst customer because like if people know what exactly what they want, it's easy to deliver. But I just walk in there and like, I would like one haircut, please. Yeah, that's uh, that's why you just need to get on that nail pattern baldness that I have. So you kind of you kind of fall into your own lane where it's just like, mm, I'll just shave the sides. Here it is. We're done. I mean, I'm. It could it could save some problems. It's like the the Bill Burr uh, thing. As soon as he started balding, he just shaved it all. And he's got, but he's got a good head for it, and he can grow a beard. Yeah. I uh, I just grow my you know we've been over it my my Joe Dirt uh, facial hair and then it's uh, yeah is what is it is. it uh, are you just like is your mask all covered in hair like is it completely ruined when you walk out where you're just like oh, this is gonna itch for the rest of my my life uh, after the haircut yeah oh there was no mask it was in a fella's garage. Oh. <laughs> and, cool yeah very cool uh no masks uh seemed pretty pretty mellow 
Um, he, I have never gone to this bar. bar I, I went. I found him through the barber shop that I generally go to. I uh, emailed to get an appointment. He was just doing it out of his garage, and uh, so I show up, and there's already somebody there, and I'm like. This is, they're really giving me the full barbershop experience. <laughs> like, made the appointment, yeah. and then there's still somebody here. But uh, just hanging out. Oh man, like I don't know if it's all barten- barbers or just L.A. barbers. I'm sure it's very much L.A., but like, it's a it's like a cool barbershop, you know. So everybody's got like their, yeah, they're like really nice smock, and they got their fucking quaffed hair and beards and all this. And I, I just like walked in and this dude's got like cowboy boots. He's got multiple, like a wallet chain and a fucking like belt buck. Like he, he looks like he takes a long time to get ready in the morning. And I like yeah. even He's just trying out all the looks. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, like, I, I'd be a 90s punk rock dude. And I mean, he is in like a, like a stoner metal band, I think. So like. But it just looks so exhausting, like just to have to put on all that shit every day. And like, if it, I mean, if it's what you like to do, it is what it, you know, whatever. Make, make, what if it makes you happy? It's fine. I'm just like looking at it. I'm like, seems like a lot for like cutting your hair yeah. in a garage, man. Like, like, but I mean, yeah, he's not faking it. If he, he's wearing it on stage, he's wearing it at the barbershop and he's wearing it in the garage. So good on him. And it was, yeah, like, stick with your, Stick with your your look. Yeah, and he didn't price gouge me, so I I don't know why I'm trying to knock this dude, but I I'm probably just I mean, he's a handsome guy. I'm just I'm just jealous. I just I wish I had yeah. Half, I think this way. I think coming coming from like a midwestern approach, you see stuff like that where it just kind of screams red flag right away. Because you're like you seem like you're trying too hard for this. But I think as a like if you're native from Southern California and Los Angeles, that's like the norm where it's not a big deal, where I'm like, eh, all right, you're not hurting anybody. Yeah, it's it's very, there is a regional difference because even, <clears throat> like, you go to New York and you go around, like, you go wa- ro- see people in New York and they, you know, people wear leather jackets and they wear, they get done up, they look good, but it's, like, very functional. Like, like they're wearing a coat because it's going to get cold and, you know, their, their jeans yeah. might be a little higher because they don't want them soaked in black sludge of snow and you know street street water and then you come out to la and you're like you're wearing like four layers it's just too much it just seems more genuine out there and also i think people well like i bought this jacket seven years ago and it hasn't dipped below 60 so this is my one chance yeah and i bought a couple of them so i'm wearing them all of them yeah the shutdown of uh, Los Angeles and just, you know, America, uh, the communist shutdown of America during COVID. Uh, yeah. We still can't act like adults. <laughs> uh, I was curious if all the, you know, bars and everything shutting down, if that would contribute to a decrease in STD transmissions or trans transmissions, sharing, sharing is caring. And, uh, yeah. 
so far, the only things I've found say yes, but with the caveat, we honestly don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I saw after that article you sent me. Was that whole article that you sent me was basically like, we think it might, but we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> everything it... <laughs> had a caveat of like, uh, it looks like it, but maybe. Yeah. So in theory, people aren't able to go out to bars at night. So they're not able to go, you know, hit on anybody or meet any new people. But at the same time, you know, dating apps are are more uh, available and pervasive than ever before. So people are, you know, I, I have single friends and they're, they're still going out and meeting people and, you know, doing what people do. So, yeah. I mean, none of them have reported any uh, rashes or itches or burns or anything as as their physical their physician you know that i am for them but yeah it doesn't mean it's not happening so uh but at the same time there's less um places where people can even get tested if they wanted to because these are a lot of them have shut down they're not available or like uh you know what whatever so it's it's sort of like this self-fulfilling thing right now where it's like we actually don't know because not as many people are getting tested this year so yeah i mean most people like dudes will grin and bear it until they don't fucking like <laughs> unless it's like i think it's gonna fall off then they'll go in and get it tested but whereas like yeah i think thank god for women because they're always doing <laughs> like well gotta go make sure that this thing's okay yeah to make sure I don't have to raise this in another nine months. Yeah. Or but put yeah. it down in 12. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't, don't like that one? <laughs> no, no, all right. Well, all right. Fair enough. Don't open with it. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll move on to the next one. Um, yeah, but I, I just think like, I'm realizing how anxious of a person I am because, like, all those, like, normal things, like, I have friends that um, tell me about their friends. They're like, dude, we're going to the bar. These chicks are there. I'm like, okay, what? Like, you're just going to make out with somebody, like, not know if they have COVID or not? Um, but I'm realizing how much anxiety I, I have about, like, just normal stuff like that now where I'm like, well, I would go, but uh, I don't want to die because of it. So I'm going to stay in the house. I'm going to stay here forever. Yeah, I'm never leaving. <laughs> you just, <clears throat> is it Rear Window, the Hitchcock movie? You're just going to turn into that guy, just peering out into the world? Yeah, I'm just going to get a wheelchair, even though I don't need it, just to get around my house. <laughs> uh, I, f I thought, think I asked last last week, well, what, what's your like exercise regime? Uh, It's pretty much just uh, riding my, my bike, my my system where it's like on the wind trainer thing, but that's pretty much it right now. I bought a cheap rowing machine or my dad got me a cheap rowing machine, uh, last Christmas. And I was like, Oh, this will, this will help during quarantine. And then it broke like three months in. So I had to kind of drop that. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of watching nature documentaries while riding my bike in my living room. So it feels like I'm outside. Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> it's not a bad bad move. Uh, 
if we i mean peloton hit us up like we got prime advertising space we can we can curse yeah i know you guys are probably really hurting for uh people to buy your product right now so yeah hit us up our vast listenership i'm sure there's somebody that works there that could hook it up so we should uh just yeah come talk to your boys we'll uh we'll we'll get it going and sean burke will be your your number one uh, guinea pig just a little rat on the wheel we will represent your product as much as uh, we can as uh, I, I mean, athletic influencers. In terms of a brand, I think none better, like there isn't a better possible partnership between people who are proponents for lawn chairs and drinking in parking lots and this high-end exercise equipment known as Peloton. It's, it's a natural marriage for sure. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, my friend has Peloton, has a Peloton, and he uh, he was you know everybody that has it seems to really like it and whatever. Yeah. And he uh, his buddy hit him up and he's like, hey, because I guess there's like a whole like kind of serious XM of programming specifically for this thing, so you can pick different channels and have like different trainers and this and this. And his buddy's like, hey, check out this channel. And so he, he does. And it's just this lady with gigantic jugs riding her bike. So they're just like bouncing right in. <laughs> like, <laughs> as you're riding your bike, you're just looking down at just like bouncing boobs. <laughs> like, well, okay. Yeah. I mean, that'll, yeah. that'll motivate some people to keep going. You're like, I can get up this hill. I just assumed that it was all just people yelling at you to ride your bike faster. And uh, that doesn't sound like fun. So I, I've kind of not looked into it. But yeah. yeah, if it has such robust programming as that, who knows? I mean, that that seems like a, a PLD type uh, program that, that I mean, I, I, our our fan base, our who who we aim, our target market would enjoy something like that for the most part. I believe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, definitely. Uh, aside from the people yelling at you, have you? Did you see? I don't forget when it was, but there was like this video of um, it was like almost like a dance cycling class where like the whole the whole class kind of like grooves together, and there's like music and there's like clapping parts. It actually looked really fun, but those cycling classes kick your ass. So I've never. Yeah. And they cost money, so I'm not going down that road. But if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, that it's, I mean, what, whatever. I don't know. I got nothing for you. Maybe I'll send you the clip later. Yeah. We'll throw it up on our YouTube yeah. that we don't have. Yeah, when we get that sponsorship, we'll, uh, we'll let everybody know. Yeah. But. All right. Well, but yeah, just the, the indoor uh, exercise uh, routine market seems like, it seems like every I looked at another rowing machine right after mine broke, and I was like, "Oh, let's see what it's like." And then now I get a hundred different sponsored ads about rowing machines uh, every single day. I'm like, "Okay, this is, I guess, this is my life now." Yeah, it doesn't take any time at all. As soon as you even mention one product, like it's just it's it's too much. It it's super invasive, but yeah, it's the world we live in now. That's why I like to bring up erectile dysfunction around, like, <laughs> just like if I ever get somebody else's phone, I just look up boner pills and then just 
I just I just get a little giggle when I know that all their Instagram feeds just going to be a lot of ED, a lot of hymns. Uh. Yeah, that's it. That's that's it from now for all time. Now that's all they say. Who? Why does? Why do I keep getting? I get I get one. I get boners. Fine. I don't need this fucking tiger bone pill. I mean, the shutdown thankfully is coming to a close somewhat. Uh, perhaps we'll go right back to it once we spike. But I assume the the decision came from we've probably gotten through the holiday spike so they're like well we can't stay shut down forever so let's open back up uh my buddy rob he his whole theory was uh that the shutdown again just caused more a a bigger spike because people are rather than going out to eat or bars where you can only gather in small groups like i think max group size is six at a table and it's outdoors. Oh yeah. His theory yeah. was, you, uh, instead of going out where it's somewhat regulated and you can only be out for a certain amount of time and whatever, uh, you're now you're gonna go at, to somebody's house instead, where you can have as many people as you want in theory, and you know spread it that willy nilly. But who's to, who knows really? Uh, something about. The th- that's what's funny about the bars being open because when they were when they were open over the summer, y- if you get drinks, you have to get somebody has to get food at the table. So if unless you're there to actually eat, you're probably ordering like finger food that's going to be shared. So it's like, well, this is exactly how you would spread it, isn't right? So who who's to say? Yeah, it's I think the- everything has a risk to it. It's just kind of like mitigating yeah well we can kind of get around this year yeah i mean i i love tater tots so i mean if it's got a little splash of COVID on it so be it but if as long as the i mean bars it's not the different from the the prohibition kind of research i was doing is like the blind tiger and the blind pig stuff where you charge people to come in uh for something and then you give them a free quote-unquote drink uh after they see it, so that's uh, okay, so not that like, different. So you get you're like, okay, well, we have this painting on display, and you're paying for the painting. But while you're in here, I can offer you a cocktail. Yeah, but it was never that uh, that refined. It was always a like paint house painted pig with hey, it's got stripes, striped pig. It's pretty neat, huh? Here's some rum. Oh, like a phys- like an actual animal pig that they spray painted like a zebra yeah. or something. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the stuff I've seen, and I'm like, wow, that's that's so low level. Uh, all right, well, just come in and do this. Uh, here's a drink. Yeah, well, <laughs> and were they allowed to have the like? This is during actual prohibition, where the sale and distribution of alcohol was made illegal. Yeah. So. Which- Reading a lot of that stuff, I it doesn't seem like it was that illegal everywhere. <laughs> it seemed like yeah. a lot of people were like, eh, all right, whatever. <clears throat> well, that yeah, that seemed to be the the reigning uh, mentality is like, oh, we're still gonna do it. It's like it, it's like COVID. It's like, oh yeah, we're still gonna go do these things even if it's illegal. Yeah, because like, like, I mean, the Volstead Act is what made it legal to or what enabled the police locally to enforce 
uh, prohibition, but uh, you know, it, it's similar to kind of like COVID because it's like they're like, I drink, you drink, like I'm not going to come, like unless you're like really, if you're having a 200 person warehouse party, then we got to come have, have some words. But like for the most part, if you're not completely obvious or blatant with shit, they probably were letting it go. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what it seemed like. Also, the, the kind of the start of the whole Prohibition Act is kind of uh, seems like, hey, just don't drink so much that you go home and beat up your family. Yeah. Uh, that, that seems <laughs> like all you really have to do. Like, hey, man, take it easy, Jerry. Like, every single time you drink, you go home and punch your wife and kids. Don't do that. Well, let, here's the thing. Because that's back in a time when men were only allowed to feel, like, three emotions, one of which was anger. That was encouraged. You're a man. You get angry. That's And you can take that out physically. And, you know, that's just the way it is. You got kids. They got it. You know, they're being bad. Take it out on them. You yeah. got a wife. She's they got too back. close. They tried to hug me. Uh, yeah. you're getting punched, kid. Sorry. Yeah, they tried that to make too much. Yeah. They made you try to feel one of the emotions that you're not allowed to feel. And so there are there for every action, there's an op- equal, but opposite reaction. I'm sorry. Those were the rules back then. You just weren't allowed to be yeah. a loving father. It's like you weren't allowed to be gay. That's uh, and that's clearly showing affection to your child is a little gay, right? <laughs> yeah. But these rules only applied like to people who, uh, aren't really men like only men can uh deal with this like everyone else has to fall in line behind that rule yeah i mean every everyone else is weaker and but the people that are falling apart because they're having to shoulder the responsibilities uh they're clearly the stronger people who are who are so strong that they have to go drink their feelings away and then come home and beat their family yeah but what's uh what was interesting is <clears throat> like the prohibition is is largely viewed as this feminist movement uh because well for a lot of reasons like uh, the temperance movement movement were a lot there was a a large population of women who were like hey we don't want to get beaten anymore and it does seem like once he gets liquored up and blows our whole fucking uh savings on at the bar <clears throat> And comes home and beats us. It's like, yeah, maybe maybe take the the gas out of the equation and just let the fires simmer out after work, you know. But yeah, um, it seems like because uh, did you read about Carrie A Nation at all? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I kind of knew about her from the Hatchet days when she would just walk in and destroy an entire bar with her hatchet, <laughs> which is amazing. Like this woman yeah. whose real name was Carrie A. Nation, not a not made up. This is actually her name. She looks yeah. like uh she looks like Teddy Roosevelt if he'd shaved his mustache and like played cosplay as a woman. Yeah. Just And she was an old lady who did this. Yeah. Like she was older. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> she, I think she got the idea from her husband because they used to like go after bars and like saloons <clears throat> rather and uh, you know, cause a ruckus and saying they shouldn't be open, and they're the like alcohol was the 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 boogeyman of the time. It was like getting scapegoated for all these other problems. It's not men not not yeah. being able to deal with their problems or whatever. It's it's all alcohol because that's easier to remove the alcohol from the equation than getting men to deal with their feelings, obviously. So, <clears throat> but 
she died, I think, before pro like ten years before prohibition ever became a thing. But she just she's always mentioned in these prohibition documentaries and books and everything because she's such an interesting character. And let's be honest, let's blame the woman for it when you know, because that's another thing is like uh prohibition happened like that that movement happened while like the men were away fighting world war one, like this growing temperance movement started and then took place and everyone wants to be like, well, it's the women. They, they all got up together. They all got uppity and got this thing passed. But like, like like most of the people that led the temperance movement were just like quote unquote progressive men. So like the, I mean, white men are always good at getting somebody else to take the blame, but that that's pretty solid. Yeah, that's uh, like, well, we we just need a scapegoat. That when this goes public, we just need a, a face to kind of throw under the bus. Yeah, go for it. Carry a nation. To your point, what you were saying earlier is, uh, yeah, like alcohol didn't. I mean legally wasn't being produced like breweries and everything they shut down from what like 1918 or the 18th amendment whenever that was till like 1934 i think is when it was repealed and uh yeah it was 1919 it was officially like made a thing and didn't take effect until 1920 and then ended in 1933 yeah so like to the point about them making it a feminist thing women weren't even allowed to vote until 1919 when it was like already being passed to put into place. So it's like to blame women for the, the prohibition act is like, well, they couldn't even fucking vote. So like, how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you figure that one out? But, um, it also kind of just seems as if, if this was like a diversion of the women's vote of like, Hey, you want to vote? Uh, do this other thing instead. That, that'll keep you busy. Uh, well, what's interesting is uh, how much alcohol has always played a part in elections. Because I didn't, I mean, people getting liquored up and going vote is probably pretty normal. But there were, did you, uh, there was something called um, cooping, where they people would go, people who were aligned with a political party or, you know, someone running for office would literally go kidnap people and hold them hostage at these things called coops, which were, like, underground, and they'd just, like, feed them booze. Just, it didn't, I, I doubt it was, like, against their will. Like, they doubt they were just, like, foie-gourawing them full of uh, booze. But, like, they get them in. in I mean, to, that's, that's, that's kind of what Shanghai was, is you would just go get people drunk, and then they would wake up on a ship headed for China without... Yeah. Only instead of really heading, consent, <laughs> but instead of going to China, they'd just be like, "Hey, vote for Johnson or whoever," and then they'd like drop you off at the uh, the voting booth, and they'd have your vote because they just got you liquored up and probably repeated the name long enough. But um, so I don't know what took that place during Prohibition or if it just continued. But I mean that that's always been a thing. It's like. Hey, come vote for this person. Uh, we'll throw a party, and then you go to the party, and it's like you're gonna you're gonna vote for this dude, right? Because we threw you a party. If if 
Boardwalk Empire has taught me anything, it's that. Oh, yeah. And that the, historical documentary featuring Steve Buscemi? Yeah. <laughs> that nonfiction storyline on HBO? Yeah. Um, oh, but uh, along the same lines of, of cooping and uh, pro, like prohibition being a progressive movement, it wasn't, it was also um, along those lines. Uh, so during slavery, they kept a lot of the slaves drunk so they could like, just pacify them so that they wouldn't rise up. They were just like getting, giving them booze after a hard day's work. So it's like, you're already tired. You get, you know, getting liquored up and you're probably just going to like go to bed or like fight amongst yourselves, like, cause that's who you're around. And then that's it. There's no, you can't get organized. You can't, you know, figure yeah. out your situation and rise up if you're just being liquored up and like, cause it's like grain alcohol. The shit's like fucking, you know, light you up anyway. So it was a way to pacify people and the progressives of the time that's how they viewed alcohol it was like this is an opiate for the masses to keep us uh in a position where we continually get taken advantage of so if we remove that we'll be able to you know clear our heads and you know take charge of our the political machine because you know right now literally we're getting boozed up and our drunk votes are putting people in office who are probably working uh, you know, counterintuitive to the, what the people actually want. So here's a way to like get ourselves clear headed and get shit in order. So like, it's not, it's, it's vilified as this like Puritan type thing, but there was like, it wasn't just this purely uh, like goody, goody, everybody, no one's allowed to drink type thing. There was a, there was a, uh, there was a like positive end goal that was like uh, you know had people the good the good of the people in mind. Yeah, that's one thing. Like especially, you kind of like all through like high school and stuff. You hear about prohibition and stuff. It's just like you think of like these pure mechanical people that just didn't want you to drink because they thought the the booze was bad, but. At the same time, it's like people are sick of, A, getting beaten by their husbands, and then that of just being like, eh, we have a whole group of people that spend their their entire time just getting wasted and not, like, focusing on our society at all. So everyone has kind of a, a different view of it. But Trying to explain to children in high school, like, they'll, I mean, even, I mean, it's convoluted. For sure, because it's just like I don't know, it's the it's just problematic because the cat's already out of the you know the, out of the bag. Pandora's box is already open. Like people already are addicted. It's like if they tried to not sell booze or liquor stores weren't a vital business during COVID. It's like people need to drink and and to like similarly to the that mentality of like we need to clear our head is like this past year we have not needed to like, we probably did need to clear our head, but just like the amount of chaos in the air of like Trump and the election and just, you know, <clears throat> cops shooting people and getting away with it as always. It's just like all the fucking static that's just out there, the white noise. It's like, I need something to 
like just dull it a little bit. So like, thankfully that, that movement didn't rise back up or at least, you know, we had the option to, you know, cool our heads in our own way. Also realized that booze wise, there's, there's bigger problems. What do you mean? I just like when cops are shooting people every single day and stuff of like trying to keep people from just having a beer at a certain like outdoor bar. There's there's grander things at at play. Yeah, maybe we are still getting pacified, and uh, if we if we were a little put into that corner of being clear headed and angry, then we might be able to maybe we uh, the, the the fun movement might have a little more teeth to it. Yeah. I mean, you kind of see the same distraction play with, like, marijuana in this country of, like, how that was kind of kind of demonstrated as, like, an evil thing right from the beginning, too. And then you realize, like, eh, I think people can kind of handle this. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard. It's it's a harmless drug. Like, uh, people have been saying it for a year. Like, alcohol kills way more people ruins way more many more lives than weed ever has like one year of, yeah. of alcohol deaths is like i don't know like nobody a no one dies on weed unless it's like you got fucking hammered and you were driving which or not hammered stoned and driving which don't recommend especially yeah <clears throat> with all the driving apps around but um yeah uh it's it's like I don't know. Uh, eventually, I mean, it, 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 alcohol is the gateway drug or I don't even know, like how far down the line do, are we going to go? Cause it's like mushrooms get decriminalized. Then, you know, what, what's next? I guess you could probably stop there. It's like opiates, opioids, opiates. You're probably not going to have legal heroin dispensaries. <laughs> Thankfully. I don't yeah. But, I mean that yeah, would I mean, take up that freedom. would take out a huge, huge amount of money from the CIA budget. They that's their. How else are they going to be able to fund their, you know, black ops missions if they're not having the, the their hand in the I cookie mean, they, jar, the drug trade cookie jar? I think they kind of already tried that with, uh, like OxyContin and stuff. <laughs> if we can get this uh, everywhere and see if people will just take it, and but, boy, do they! <laughs> they they they're they're nuts for it. But uh, we do have uh, prohibition to thank for the rise of California wine, the wine, California wine industry. So that's that's cool. It was just a a burgeoning little blossoming industry at the beginning when uh, uh, prohibition was starting. But thankfully, the Catholic Church never, you know, they're never in bed with uh, corruption. They're they're always squeaky clean. Yeah. Uh, those straight those straight shooters over at the Catholic Church. Yeah. Those contra controversy-free people at the uh, <laughs> the Catholic Church. Yeah, the yeah the saints of the Catholic Church they they got involved in after a while of uh, they they were able to um, you know pull some strings with the, their friends in the in poli- in politics and the Holy Sacrament was uh, still legal through churches, but um, uh, not I mean I think even William Faulkner mentioned like that his wine supplier was a priest in New Orleans. So like they had clearly they had plenty of the, the sacrament available for the, the, par- the parishioners during 
communion. But uh, also, they were doing some backdoor business and selling it, uh, you know, where they could. Oh, also, Walgreens. Because <laughs> uh, at the beginning of uh, Prohibition, uh, you know, it was a, a medicine. That's like grandpa's old cough medicine, that saying. That's, yeah, uh, they used to prescribe whiskey uh, in doctor's offices a yeah. lot during that time, too. Yeah, so they had this their own uh, special prescription pad for booze. So uh, drugstores and pharmacies were stocked up with booze, and somehow Walgreens went from like a you know pretty pretty modest like eighteen to thirty stores uh, nationally to five hundred <laughs> because. They were stocked up on on all manner of uh, of booze, liquor, um, hard liquor, because you know different different ailments require a different liquor. Gin's good for one thing, whiskey's good for two things, you know that kind of thing. But they did quite well during that time, and apparently uh, they had a a pol- like they were very. They were very particular when they would call the cops and when they would call fire departments because every time that there was a fire, it's like they had to do damage control on their own because if they called the fire department, they knew that the Irish pricks that ran the fire department were going to come and raid the liquor stash. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, one of the things I came up with, like some church had their own um, like full stockpile of wine. And someone from another building set up like a Rube Goldberg machine to siphon it all out, uh, <laughs> which is pretty amazing. Like just straight up robbing the church of their sacrament wine to uh, to throw a barbecue. But um, yeah, that was the the production numbers of like, oh, uh, we just use this for like church service and stuff like that. And like, all right, cool. Uh, but we need to like we need to multiply it by like a thousand percent just so we're covered <laughs> that doesn't raise any red flags no you're you're fine go ahead and make that i mean I, I assume everything was done with a wink and a nod where it's just like if you know i mean it's 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 like covid because it's like okay the the people in power say one thing and like go and do that very thing it's like nancy pelosi getting her hair cut gavin newsom throwing a party going to like the french laundry or whatever and it's like the you know politicians still had full liquor cabinets you like people of means and of power never had like a dr- they never experienced a drought either they were going through the legal loopholes like marijuana was doing but prior to it just being you know over the counter or whatever however you call it now where it's like oh i yeah. had to, i had to go get a doctor's note it's like if you have money you could have gotten that doctor's note in prohibition same way if it's like I got I got time and I can go spend 150 bucks or whatever it was to get a marijuana license in California. It's like it's the same shit. Yeah. It's like if it, but um, now it's just back to the oh, just like all right, you want it here, it is. You don't have to go through this whole rigmarole and the dog and pony show. Yeah, it seemed like that situation was always like it's illegal. Unless you have money. Like, if you have a lot of money, we, we can make this happen. But uh, it's illegal for everybody else. Right. But that's, like, that's everything. It's, like, cocaine is illegal. Yeah. But it seems really easy to get, and it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. 
unless you're yeah. you know selling it in which case it's it's more probably more of a tax concern really that was an that was a funny thing too is uh, apparently it became harder to get a drink once prohibition was repealed than it was during prohibition because during prohibition it was just anything goes you can get it anywhere people that who were underage could buy it uh also uh prohibition led to um desegregated drinking it led to women drinking alongside men more often because what you know because you're already breaking one law you might as well you know skirt other social uh mores and constructs just because like oh we've already gone this far far why don't we take it a step further so like uh for the first time blacks and whites are drinking alongside of each other because they're already in an illegal establishment sometimes like women bar this is the rise of the women bartender uh that which had never happened before really uh which so which is of course they go right back to you know side door back door once the shit's over but like once prohibition ended then you know it went from no rules anything goes just get it where you can which is everywhere and then it shuts down and then it's like back to like well you got to go to the bar you can only get it in this hours these hours you can only be this age and so yeah once it once it becomes regular like regulated it becomes this huge thing there's a big thing i was reading uh there's a lot of like people in detroit that uh kind of saw what was happening like they would just turn their grocery store into like a speakeasy and be like all right cool we're making so much more money like I'm essentially a wealthy person now where before prohibition, I was like maybe lower middle class. Um, so it gave all these like, uh, like jazz singers and like people that were just kind of on the outskirts of high society would be able to kind of be able to join that high society because they're way more wealthier now. So there's definitely the bright spot of it. It's like the difference between buying a dispensary paying like a hundred dollar surcharge in taxes or just getting it from the dude at the gas station. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a big proponent for the gas station and we need to bring drug dealers back. This, I hate this Apple store version of things. Everything's so fucking squeaky clean. Like I like, give me a little bit of danger with buying weed and buying, yeah. you know, that's, that's also just like the customer service level. No one's working for a tip. They're just, they're giving you, it's just pure, Free market capitalism. What makes this country great, Sean? I hope I, you know. Yeah. Hopefully that'll be the next trend is uh, kind of covert. Oh, I, I only buy weed from uh, from non-legal <laughs> places. Sorry. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's just who I am. It I just, kind of like help the little guy out, but. Yeah. It, it just has a pure taste. It's it's sort of like vi- it's the vinyl of smoking. You just get a, the buzz yeah. is a little cleaner. The uh, the transactions a little simpler. I just like being able to hold it. You know, it's something physical. I just love it. Uh, it's, it's just tangible. The weight of it. Mm, it's just the whole like yeah. the, the ritual and experience. It really just adds to my whole like the consumption and you, and you're you're dealing with somebody you know. You're you're funding their kids' school. There's record collection. Yeah. The product, the product is terrible, like by comparison standards. But you know, it's it's the whole ritual. Really, it helps me feel like I'm <laughs> supporting my community. Listen, I can smoke a whole joint and not feel like I'm gonna, ha- my heart's gonna explode or my brain is gonna have an aneurysm. 
it's it's like smoking in the '60s. It's it's taking it back. It's it's nostalgic, really. Yeah. Sure, you get you know a bag full of oregano like three out of every seven times, but you know that's the price of the doing business. Yeah, I mean, do you like stems? Because I love stems. Yeah, I, I, you know, I love kind of like getting that, you know, micro level on my weed where I have to tear every little piece of it out to see if it's uh, if it's really marijuana. It's just a great time. Yeah, it's like buying tomatoes on the vine. Yeah, you pay a little bit more because you're getting weighed on the the vine also, but you know. The whole experience is just part of the, the. I just I just love it. it. Makes me feel good. Yeah. <clears throat> I was thinking what, because during this prohibition, obviously there's these people throwing parties. They're making money. Uh, they're they're risking it enough. Like it's worth risking jail time for this. So it's got to be lucrative enough. So, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm curious what kind of industries are going to be popped up or what kind of entrepreneur of, of this lockdown and shutdown or COVID era are really going to pop up. And, you know, from, from the ground level, I'm not talking how, you know, the billionaires have only just compounded their wealth during our, yeah our, Hey, you can't go shop at a mom and pop shop, but Hey, Amazon's never closes. So. Yeah. The only thing that comes to mind is uh and i guess these are the entrepreneurs of of the era now or like a lot of podcasts and comedians have really like taken this as an opportunity and have really capitalized on it because they've got a captive audience and you know probably a lot of tv production slowed down and movie production slowed down and it seems like even music production slowed down which is seems unnecessary but like i it's it, you know it is what it is but like, i mean it this past it this past week has taught us anything it shows that our institutions in this country can definitely be uh adjusted by the little guy so oh yeah i feel like we're on, on the bright side of of that which is kind of crazy looking at that game stop thing where it's like if everybody could get on the same page, we could all become millionaires. <laughs> yeah, and that that is a that is a bright side because um, I think the barstool sports guy he was he was on something ranting about it, and he was just like putting it in very simple terms. It's like, yo, if you got Donald Trump Jr. and AOC on the same page of an issue, like, then that's powerful. Like that has the potential to be a powder keg to put into some real fucking action and change for positive, like for for the for us, like we do have the ability if we can get over these petty differences and just focus on like who are actual, who not even our enemy, just the people who fucking should be like we put in power and who should be responsible and not just be able to act with impunity. It's like, so yeah, that, that whole thing kind of just put into focus of like, Oh yeah, it's not hard to do. Like we can do this. And then to see the actual wall street people be like, no, we need to shut this down. Like this is our trick. Like you can't do our trick. This is all we have. Yeah. And it's, it's going to get, it's going to get shut. I'm, I mean, I don't know shit about the economy. I just, I just, I don't even, I don't know Dick. I don't know Dick about anything, (laughs) but like, if I yeah. was to guess what's going to happen is they're going to be able to because if they don't, they are going to, uh, it's the same shit as the, uh, 
the the housing crisis. It's it's that moral oh, yeah. it's that moral hazard where if you show that people because uh, during the housing crisis, the the billions and billions of dollars that they bailed out the banks and <clears throat> whatever, that could have been given directly to the people that were upside down in their mortgage, and it could have bailed them out, and they could have given. Uh, uh, it could have built the foundation from the ground up rather than from the top down, which is what how they always fucking function. They always bail out the people at the top and say it's going to trickle down, and it fucking doesn't. People lose their house, their lives get fucked, and no one gives a shit because it's the little guy. But meanwhile, the banks are just stay afloat and keep just. It's you know to to send to tell the little guy that he can do it is is bad, but to tell the big guy that he can do it is fine because they won't do it again, even though they always fucking do. So my point is, yeah. again, they'll probably allow these hedge funds to get away with it, and people will piss and moan for a little while, and then you know eventually it's it'll it'll die back down and to a dull roar until they do it again, and then. But I, that TikTok thing with the uh, um, the Trump rallies, and then now this Reddit uh, stock market thing, it that is a bright little gl- glimmer. It's a little. I'm. It makes me happy to see shit like this is even possible. And I think uh, with all these new platforms, people are going to be able to figure out new ways to grift the system. And you know, yeah, because that didn't even take like that many people to get organized to basically destroy the stock. <laughs> well, not destroy the stock market, but like enrich themselves from the stock market. Like, yeah, a I- person <laughs> who kind of has to be in like a a hedge fund uh, kind of community to make that happen, but yeah, I mean, Blockbuster stock was up, and I'm like, I didn't—are they still around? Yeah, the best the best uh, tweet I saw from that was uh, Blockbuster tweeted uh, like it was like, "Hey Reddit, uh, we're waiting." <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's pretty good. A company that went bankrupt like three years ago. Yeah, bring us back. <laughs> like uh, we could use we could use your help, please. Please and thank you. So, yeah, yeah. that I mean, hopefully, pr- hoping that the right thing gets done and people are held accountable. It it could be disappointing, but you know we'll wait and see if history repeats itself. It is what it is. We won't be surprised, but yeah, a little disappointed. It's just that. The more more time goes on, like I notice, I'm just a 65 year old man in a 38 year old body. Where I'm like, uh, yeah, there needs to be consequences for the stuff you do. Like this is it. Like good. I'm glad you guys got fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it's, again, it's people that just get away with everything, and that like, and the people we're supposed to that we're put in power let them get away with it because they're at the same level it's like well we're all in power we're not gonna sell out one of our own like we're yeah not, we're not gonna change the system that put us here yeah like it would to to go back on the system that gave us this power like go back on the people don't go back on the system like the system works for us yeah is what they say but i don't know uh it's it i do I just hope uh, people figure it out. Like, okay, like this more and more. Like, even even the fucking the Dale Gribbles at the insurrection. It's like your your boy sold you out. Like he he 
turned tail and ran and doesn't back you. Like, so maybe the, uh, uh, maybe, I don't know, not that you even want these fucking mental wet brains on your, on your side, but it's like, look, man, it's not this us, ver- us versus us. Let's, it's us versus them. Like, and it's just holding them accountable. Like the people in power need to be held accountable and you yeah. getting your your crow up about fucking a, a, a election being stolen, which is what happens every election cycle. Whenever the side that you didn't want to win, win, people always say that it was stolen or that there was fuckery. That's historically every time. It's just now with this echo chamber of uh, conspiracy, it's just risen to like new volumes. And now, you know, with the Internet, people can get way more organized thankfully they don't really have any fucking leadership to do any i mean they did damage but it could have been so much worse than it actually was i mean you kind of see it now like they kind of saw how we saw trump when he got elected it's like oh yeah he's a con man like yeah clearly he got you to do this and then he he skated but yeah i mean a lot of people saw that some, you know, you drink, you drink the Kool-Aid long enough and you're not gonna, you're not going to take the final sip when, uh, <laughs> you're in Jonestown and they're like, well, it's time to drink up. Some people are, yeah. are sticking through till the bitter end, but you know, that's what I, I, that's what this whole Trump cult, what I, they've missed. Like the good cults are all death cults. Like give us a satisfying ending to this QAnon bullshit and just like, Drink some Kool Aid and head up to the spaceship, but like, just, just go away. <laughs> so, yeah, just, just don't be here anymore. Yeah, put on your Nikes and your your matching sweatsuits and uh, like, yeah, go down to Guyana and see what happens. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Well, bars are opening. We're we're gonna be drinking outdoors again. Uh. And well, at least for the next couple of weeks until it gets shut down again. But yeah, I mean, you know, we, we're on a rerun. It's a bit of a it is Groundhog's Day, but it's a yeah. I mean, Groundhog's Day is a great movie. It's so great that Andy Samberg made his own version and it, it too. Pretty fucking good. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I guess all I could say is prohibition works. Shutdowns work. <laughs> Thank God for Newsom, and uh, don't don't beat your wife. Yeah, you got any? You got anything else? We're at like an hour already, or hour fifteen. Uh, no, I think that's about it. I mean, that's it's like the world's such a dumpster fire as it continues to be, but uh, there's some bright spots. I don't know, man. Like, I it's an exciting time to be alive. It's surprising. The world can still surprise you. And that that's interesting. Like you, you're we're, we've been here for thirty six, thirty eight years, however long we've been here, and yeah, like it's not boring. It's still surprising us. We don't know what twenty twenty one is going to look like. We have no fucking idea what twenty twenty two is going to look like. If we're if we're even going to make it there, like we might get to see yeah. the, the the end, Sean. That's exciting. <laughs> that is the, yeah. the the promise of. Imminent danger at all times is uh is right here, and that that definitely keeps it exciting. 
Oh, yeah. The flames are creeping closer every day, and I've never been warmer. Well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you want to just call it there? Sure. Yeah, I, I, I think we covered it. I think we got to the, uh, the crux of it. Oh, 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 oh,